listening to Omnis Protocol. I am Charles, also known as Omnis, and I'm here with Danny, the champion Modesto. What's going on, brother? I am in love with Avengers again. I think I got <laughs> stuck for a while, didn't know what to do, and then it's come full circle again. So thank you to all my Avenger bros being out there giving advice. Dude, it's like every time we think that Avengers is like not quite there, it's just like then this time of year rolls around and people are like, this is a weird meta. Let's just fall back on Avengers and Avengers wins like everything this time of year, like every year, I think. Yeah, I think they're just consistent because they're so flexible. They can do a lot of things, but it makes it hard to know what to do sometimes and how to play the game. when you have so many options. You're like, I don't know. Like I could, I could fight. I could run away. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, First off, like warning, uh, spoiler alert, listeners, Danny is now qualified for LVO. He has taken Avengers to the the undefeated camp and is ready to represent um, at LVO. So, man, congratulations. You've you've done a lot of qualifiers and had a lot of tough matchups. Yeah, I have played a very stiff meta. Um, it is a combination of Pacific Northwest and some beats of California. who have always been awesome. The West Coast is always the best coast, right? Um, I have played... So many Washingtonians, it's like a gauntlet of you guys. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about your list for just a little bit before we get into the games. Uh, what did you adjust going into this event? Well, I'll start with the whole... Well, what I adjusted is Steve and Hulkbuster. But I'll get to the whole list and, and talk about why I had to drop Steve and Hulkbuster. Why I didn't have to, right? Um, but it's uh, Sam Wilson, Captain America, Hulk, Dr. Voodoo. Crimson Dynamo, Pyro, Luke Cage, Black Widow, Iron Man, Spider-Woman, Beta Ray Bill. Um, Tactics cards were Avengers Assemble, Fallback, Mission Objective, Here's Your Hire, Eyes of the Prize, Helios Ace Bombardment, Brace for Impact, Patch Up, No Matter the Cost, and Bird to Prey. Uh, my crises, which I actually really do love, are Infinity Formula, Scoundrels, Riots, uh, then Scrolls, Spider-Infected, and Struggle with the Cube. So the things I changed is that I ended up dropping Steve and Hulkbuster. Not because I don't think they can work, but what I noticed is that a lot of the times that Steve and Sam's game plan are kind of similar to each other, where they want to get up on points and start backing away or start causing situations for your opponents to not be happy about the game. But yeah. Steve is very front-loaded in the power situation because the most effect you get out of power discounts is towards the earlier the game when less people have power. Right, so discounts yep. matter more when Olaf has the equal amount of power with the one power at the beginning of the game, right? But I found a lot of times that unless I was really like leaning into like the black cat steel, right, like uh, a lot of time throws very early, that I just had to run out of steam if games went to like turn four, or turn five, uh, round four, round four, not turn. Um, and I was at a situation where it's like, oh, Steve can't get to where I need him to be, or Steve can't bodyguard where I need him to be, or Steve's holding an extract so I can't bodyguard, and it puts him in like a weird, awkward situations. Or I was like, huh, what if I separated my extract holder, Sam, and my bodyguard, Luke, and just did that instead? I was like, oh, this actually works out a lot better a lot of the time. Yeah, sometimes Steve kind of like, he, he kind of wants to do too many things and then you feel like he's never quite performing at a fourth threat level no matter what you're doing like he kind of feels expensive to just be bodyguarding but like 
he also doesn't feel quite good enough to like sit back, hold an expert and throw shields. Like it's, it's a weird camp for him. Yeah. And it's like, I, the same leadership is just baller. Like there's no way around it. Right. Like it's just saves three you. times still yeah. one of the best leaderships in the <laughs> like, game. It's just ridiculous. Um, and it's not that Steve is bad. It's just a lot of the times I would, if the game is going to go longer, I would rather have Sam at situation, even though Sam with Steve is good. Right, like one cost charges yeah, yeah. are great, one cost airlifts are great, but Sam doesn't generate a ton of power. Right? He generates enough power to do like his gimmick and run around. But yeah. if you're charging and airlifting and getting into places, like you're putting him in danger potentially, which is not what Sam should be doing at all. Half the time. <laughs> yeah, my, for sure. Uh, spoiler: My Sam never got dazed. He just ran away like a baby every time. <laughs> I think maybe he got dazed once, but he basically ran away almost every single game. Just use hey you got when you got the long move take advantage of the boy's got wings yeah uh, like he's yeah. Red Bull you should, yeah. you should give like give him a Red Bull because he's got wings so I switched Bill in for Steve because the other thing I noticed is that I my only um, turn one plays like eyes on the prize or anything were basically Hulkbuster and Hulk and it doesn't feel great when your sixth threat is just grabbing something safely and walking away. Like, it's good in the sense that you're going up on a point. It's bad in the sense that one of your biggest threats or the, the biggest percentage of your list is just kind of sitting around instead of, like, Hulk, you know, double walking or throwing someone off a point or, or doing something a little more proactive, right, round one. And so I noticed that I'd, I'd rather have my sixth threat being more proactive on the table versus being defensive in the first turn act of the activation. Yeah, that's that's pretty reasonable. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to run two sixth threats. Yeah, I mean, it was fun, don't get me wrong. Um, I just ran into situations where I needed to play defensively, and it's hard when you... Like, I was running my 18 was Sam, Luke, uh, Hulkbuster, Hulk, which is a fun 18. But there are situations where I just don't have the pieces, and Hulkbuster is just so highs and lows in terms of damage output that yeah. they're because there's no re-rolls, there's no, like, fanciness there. It's like, oh, if he flubs a roll, it's like, oh, this is really bad for me now. this is gonna be terrible for me uh and you saw that happened when i played at the seattle uh qualifier mox qualifier it's just like there are turns where i need a hulkbuster literally to do one damage to a character i was like okay i just need actually i need to do one damage because i needed to do meteor punch and throw the person you get the damage to throw them right and i couldn't to be fair that was actually hulk in seattle that did that whiff Oh, that was the Hulk punch. That was yeah, the 14 was... dice Hulk punch that did nothing. <laughs> yeah, you needed to be able to punch and then do a spender and then still do the throw. And you were one power short because you did zero damage on your first hit. You then spendered, got exactly what you needed out of the spender, but you had two, you had, you were one power short of whatever you needed for the throw. Yeah. And it's just yeah. like, it, I tend to do a little better when I have more pieces, more activations, because when you have so few activations, I guess this is like the tall versus wide list. When you're a tall list, each action you make has to count. And that's why you do re-rolls. You have ways to sort of even out your dice curve where Avengers doesn't really have a lot of that naturally. And you have to like usually at, use out of the models to do that. And the wider list just have more actions to take. Therefore, if one dice goes poorly, you at least have more dice to throw at the problem to try to solve it with a spike later. Yeah, and I feel like this is something that both you and I kind of have. Like, we don't tend to do as well with the, the lower decision point lists. 
Oh yeah. Right. Like we, we tend to just have more success, kind of like the more complicated the game becomes that like the more different decision trees, we just find those little incremental advantages throughout the game and can like, and really like we were just talking about that game that you, you lost with the Hulk whiff and stuff. Like you were behind the whole game, but you, like you kept finding ways yep. to come back and make it possible. And it was still and possible even at the end, right? To win. Yeah, it was like literally, one thing to happen for you to win. Yeah, literally, you, you, everything kind of went against you almost the entire game, and you kept finding ways to come back into it. And literally, it came down to like, if, um, uh, who was, was the last person making it was attacks? Tiny. Was it? Oh, no. It was, um, his, uh, strange failed to kill Iron Tiny Tony. And then, like, someone made a single attack. Maybe it was like Crimson Dynamo or something. I think it was Crimson Dynamo. And like he oh, just yeah. did a single beam and hits me and does like six damage. <laughs> it's yeah, like, well, it basically well, came down do? to, yeah. I, I don't think Strange got that much in on you. I think Strange maybe had like one attack or something. Yeah. But Strange yeah, basically, is... it basically came down to like one attack from Dynamo needed to deal like four damage. And like that's how close it, how close you made it. That if Dynamo whiffs this one attack, you win. Yep. And it's just so sad when that happens. Yeah. Oh, well, right. Um, yeah. So I, I wanted to play Safer Plans. And this is actually this whole topic, right? Is that this is why I think I got bored with Mao last year, even at the height of Mao power, right? It's that I just don't like that very simplified decision making because it's more point and click. Not that that's bad or anything. There's just you, you essentially have to identify the biggest threat to you and you need them to die. And then once that happens, it's usually going well for you unless they have like some weird tricks or things they're doing on their side. Yeah, Where you're playing against Sam, you get sad. Yeah. Like you in a lot of ways, the lists like that are just kind of like they're 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 question lists. They're like, hey, yeah. I've brought this thing. You have this limited amount of situations to deal with this thing. Like, can you do it? Can and you do? where they're trying to cut down on the number of decision points to just like go can you solve this problem fast enough and and that sort of thing um okay so um oh, did you make a second any... change yeah the second change oh, i want to talk ahead. about is that i dropped steve and hulkbuster right steve was for bill but hulkbuster was actually for spider one for jess and i don't remember who i was talking to it might have been deaton actually and asked a question about spider one and why i didn't take and he was like ah like she's good i just can find a list for her and i was thinking about it because I was thinking about lists at like 18 with Sam or 20 with Sam. And I was like, what do I want to have happen? I don't want to do super wide tons of threes because I'm going to die to Mal or something. I was like, what if I take a bunch of fours instead? And Jess yep. is amazing as a third four um, in a list. Because I was doing at 18, like Sam, Luke, Jess, Voodoo, Bill. Yeah, that's solid. Yeah, just running around. You got tough characters. You got two long moves that can run around and do stuff. Um, this played out. I played that exact list twice uh, during the event, and it went super well for me. And I forgot how good Jess actually is. And she's not a character that uh, Mal likes to try to kill. No, like she's just one of those characters that if you're not prepared for her and she shows up in front of you, you're like, ooh, uh, I don't really want to fight her. And I hope she just goes away. <laughs> yeah so yeah reasonable so did you make any other adjustments as far as tactics cards go or um as far as your crisis cards crisis i basically completely re-engineered my 
extracts are pretty much all different at this point. Um, okay. I was running hammers. Well, I think I was still running uh, cubes, but I think it was hammer cubes and scrolls. Now I am scrolls cubes. Well, I guess I only changed the. No, I was running something else besides cubes. Actually, I don't know what it was now. Um, I think I can go check it in a minute. But anyway, um, I switched to scrolls, cubes, and spiders. And what I noticed a lot of my games is that if they're getting their secures, it's almost always a fighty list. And I need to just win on scenario and stop trying to fight people. And that was like the problem I was running into a lot of time. I was like, oh, I have two sixes. I have my characters. I'm just going to outfight them. And it almost never worked out in my favor. And so I just gave up fighting entirely. And that's why I switched over to the Bill and Jess plan. Solid, solid. Yeah. I mean, I... <laughs> I mean, Bill and Jess, two characters, big fan. Yeah. And then my secures, I dropped Mutant Mad Men for Extremis. And it's because I have three long movers between Sam, Jess, and Black Widow now. And they're just running around points, healing other people and healing themselves. And it's hard to just deal with them when they're running around the board. Because how yeah. do you stop a Sam who just like double walks over to a point? You're like, okay, I'm going to attack him. I'm going to walk him attack him. Okay, he walks away. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you just well, and a lot of time with characters that fast, they're like often healing twice. And yep. you're just like, okay, well, I got one attack. I moved and like charged onto the point. I got like one five dice attack into him. He rolled two additional dice. I got like two damage through. Then he uses that two power to like interact, move, move, interact again. And you're just like, I, I accomplished nothing. And so I just have people chase me around or I chase them around and it's just hard for them to sort of pin me down. And that's where the higher number of extracts uh, helps out. But obviously I'm, if I'm getting my secures, it's their extracts. But the higher number of extracts helps out the games where I feel like I'm on my back foot or I feel like I'm pushed into like an E or a C. And I need to not just be standing in the middle hoping I can fight out people. I think that's my real takeaway more than anything is that I need to stop trying to fight people and just find ways to end the game by round four. I, I approve. Yeah. Danny, we're on we're on the same page. <laughs> Mine melts. Or at least slow down their 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 ability to kill. Yeah. So, um, so you made some good adjustments. Yep. Um so you're feeling pretty confident going into this event where you're like, oh man, I have I haven't had enough time testing these changes. Um I had played the changes for about a week. So not as long as I normally practice stuff. I usually practice for a couple weeks. But I've been playing Sam now for like a month and a half. So I felt pretty confident playing him. It was mostly how do I just find this like needle to thread to fight a bunch of other types of lists, um, which is ironic because I ended up fighting webs, which I think is Sam's worst matchup, uh, mostly because we both don't really want to fight each other and they have more steals than I do. Yeah. And they, you know, you have a kind of like, you're a little more survivable. Like you kind of do better into the offensive list but you're kind of not geared to beat the like also fast, but a little bit more control team where you're kind of the aggressor. It gets kind of weird. Yes. And my models are, they can put out damage, but I, it's hard for me to chase webs and put out damage. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's talk about your first game. What did you run into first round of the event? Uh, guardians, classic, classic guardians. <laughs> um, since it's been about a week, I don't remember the exact lists. Actually, just pull up the, the match real quick. So we were playing uh, Hammer's Infinity Formula, 
which would have been my fitty formula, his hammers. Yeah, because I won prior. So I would have picked my my secures. That's right, because I said, absolutely, there's no way I'm taking your secures. So I'll risk hammers. <laughs> uh, I'll risk hammers in the event that uh, we have one of my crises that are way better for me. Because at least they're spread out. And that's the, the three crises that you chose was mostly to spread things out so they have less actions against one particular target. Or if they're shooting one person, I can then same leadership out of the way. So it's harder for them to kind of get into other pieces. Yeah, reasonable. Um, this is a game where Cosmic Ghost Rider is so weird to me because he's such a character of highs and lows. Um, in this game, he only rolled like two or three power that first round. So he couldn't get very deep into me. He still was able to teleport, get some shots in and everything. But he tried shooting up my Luke, but didn't kill him. Because um, I was like, okay. Who can go up and actually grab hammers or grab something that isn't going to immediately die to um, Cosmic Ghost Rider? Like, okay, well, Bill's going to safe grab. He's going to come back. Cool. I'm going to have Sam grab my back hammer. So that way, Sam with a hammer is always amazing. Bill with a hammer, always amazing. Then I'm like, okay, someone has to go up to one of these points now, to the infinities, and actually stand here because I can't just like stay back and have him run into my points. Yeah. Um, I'm like, okay, we'll, we'll just see what happens here, right? And he goes in. Shoot, shoots. Luke's alive. I'm like, ah, praise the Lord, right? Uh, <laughs> God bless. Amen. Yeah, yeah, it's just, it just feels terrible when you lose a character at the top of one. Um, and then from that point forward, I just played a defensive game where um, it, this starts happening in almost all of my games where I'm playing my Bs or I'm playing my Fs, is that I'm on one side. Of, I will evacuate the extracts to one side of the board. And I think it was my my left side of the board, my left uh, infinity. And so I basically had Luke there, I had Bill there, and I moved Sam over there. So I'm like, cool, two of my extra are here. I'm holding this point. This is worth three right now. And then my other models are holding the fort on the other side. Um, this is a, a situation where I did play um, my 18. So this was the Sam, Jess, um, Voodoo, Bill, Luke. And so I move all those. I move my Voodoo to the one side. A bunch of shit models in that list. (laughs) Yeah, terrible. But Voodoo's by himself on my right side. And um, Jess is right in the middle. And so we're going back and back and forth, back and forth. And and, and he's waiting until something lasts. And then my Jess dives diagonally to his right infinity and is standing next to Star-Lord on his infinity to cancel out his points. So what that means is that there's four tokens, four secures. I'm four, he's three now. So he's now on the back foot because he's down a point. But now in front of Star-Lord is Jess, who he doesn't really want to be fighting, right? <laughs> because I have martial yeah. artists and I'm standing right in front of him. And I'm like, what are you going to do? <laughs> and so he kind of is in this situation where he goes, okay, he sends Cosmic Ghost Rider in to kill Jess, which he does. He pulls her in, punches her, does a bunch of damage, whatever. I'm like, actually, this is great for me. Um, because what I do is I just start backing out my characters on the back left. So I'm like, okay, you only really have Star-Lord and like one other piece to go after me. So I'm not really afraid. And my voodoo on the right side is just hanging out, like throwing people off points and just defending the point. And then what I do is he kind of starts to come into me and then Sam immediately dips out and switches sides to the right side because he's leading off to the right-ish of my left point so that he could double move to the right point. What that means is that frees Voodoo up to double walk and possess someone and be on his point, on his side. So now I have one, two, three, right? And I have two extracts, so now I'm going to five. So now we're at nine, right? And he now only has three. 
so it is now nine to six and he's now in a bad position right because if the game keeps going as it is even if we just go back four to four like the game's over right because that's such a point lead and so at this point i go cool i just need to not lose is all that matters right now so yeah, what just don't fuck that, it up yeah so just to be super annoying i'm pretty sure this is when she venom spits makes him drop a hammer picks up and just runs away towards his side of the table edge because it puts the situation like, well, if you want this extract, you have to chase Jess, which is never great, <laughs> right? And then two, even if you're going to chase Jess, who's actually going to chase her, right? Like, is Cosmic going to go backwards on the table, which is great because he's going the rest of my list, or is he going to go forward and hope that she doesn't do anything? So I basically just put them like in a situation where it's either you go backwards or forward, but neither is actually great for you at this situation, and I'm going to keep backing you up and trying to score points. And then from that point forward, it was just. The uh, Oh, that's what happened. At that point, I actually abandon my back left side and move entirely to the right side. So now he's like, he tries to dive in. Oh, so that's right. He dives in with Cosmic Ghost Rider. Uh, Luke just takes all the punches. And then I move Bill with the Luke dying. And then they just evacuate to the right side. And now his, his Star-Lord and his Cosmic Ghost Rider are sitting by themselves scoring points. And I'm like, yeah, but if you leave those points you basically lose he's like yeah i'm I'm stuck like, yep <laughs> that's the goal with this list is just try to get up on points and then put them in bad situations hey i i cannot hey. blame you it is a winning strategy um so i mean you you start off the event playing against one of the big threats in the meta like the guardians yeah. ghost rider you know the scary shenanigans scary. but you come out on top of that one yeah, it's just it, this one of those situations where things could have gone very differently if Ghost Rider gets all five of his power, he's able to come in, if he, he was able to kill Luke that first round. And so it would have been terrible if Luke died that first round. Not necessarily, but it would have made later rounds harder. Yeah, things could have been really tight going yeah. into those later rounds. And I think really what helps me, and this is like the Jess situation, is that she ends up carrying the lists several times throughout the event because she presents a question in and of herself where it's like you can't ignore her because especially on Infinity, if you ignore her, round two, she has enough power to immediately venom spit someone. And I don't always even need to pick up the point. Sometimes I'll venom spit to put the point that they extract behind them and just run away and go, cool. You either walk backwards and pick it up with someone else, or you're down another point. And I'm just going to stand here and just kind of goof off. Yeah. So you, you know, and I think that's a thing that people don't think about enough because there are certainly times where you don't, you're like, you're going to get the days, which this means you'll have the extract back. So banking that you just totally whiff is not a good strategy, but you can put people in a position where, like, I'm going to make you drop it. You know, I can't get the point. But now you either have to get it and then forego the days or you daze me, but you don't get that VP. Yeah. Um, a change to the list I would make, and th- this kind of comes up a couple times throughout the event, is that I wish I'd brought no matter the cost. And the reason is actually for Jess. Because on round three, if you have three power, or round two, or any turn after round one, you have three yeah. power, you can immediately, no matter the cost, do her spender for three. You can then grab the point for one, f- glide, not fly for two, and then walk long. That's so that legit. Yeah, which is like legit annoying for a lot of people to deal with. And then usually I'll run, that would give me enough space to run back to like Luke. So if things do go poorly, they try to kill Jess. And if they don't one shot her, then I can, uh, here's a higher the second attack. Yeah, that's, that's, 
that's not a fun spot for anyone to have to deal with. Uh, she's so good. <laughs> she's so good. I, I 100% agree. I'm on the I'm on the Jess train. Uh, so that's round one, and uh, that's a Washingtonian. Uh, my opponent was Blake. It was a great player. Um, it was a lot of fun. So round two. All right, let's do it. What was the what was the round two matchup? The round two matchup was against Jake, um, one of the Miss Frelinger. Uh, no, that's Jake. Oh, this is Jake, oh, Jake Adams. Adams. Yeah. Oh, okay, Jake uh, Adams. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's playing um, Green Goblin. He's playing uh, Spider Foes. Nice. Yeah. Uh, again, I win prior. I think I win prior all four rounds actually. Um, which is, I mean, great place to be for Avengers, right? Always getting to pick. Hey, messages. the last two people I've recorded with who've won some of our events have lost prior every game. So you're shaking things up. I mean, I'm trying, right? I'm trying. Yeah. Um, I win prior, but this time I take my extracts, and he gets his Madman because I think the only difference was he had Madmen, and I think I had Extremists, and I was like, I'm willing to like gamble on Madmen to not have uh, his extracts. He had like Alien Ship. He had all the damaging ones. Mm, uh, yeah. and, I, and I was That's like, no, nah. I was like, I don't want those at all. I'd rather take my safe ones. Um, and with prior then I can safe grab the middle and run around and stuff. But, uh, we end up getting is scrolls and madmen, right? Um, okay. choose, I choose, he chooses 20 threat. So he's super excited about that. I'm like, okay, yeah, bad. Um, and what I do in this game is that I do my 18, right? With, uh, the kicks before, but then I also add black widow. And what happens there is that now I'm six wide, right? Because I have three threes, two, I'm sorry, three fours, two threes, and a two. And so six wide gets very interesting, especially on Mad Men, when you have three long movers, because my long movers, their whole job isn't to fight, it's just to flip points. Yeah, they're just cross like they're just constantly crisscrossing they're, they're the board. for mobility. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just running around, and he's like, "What is like?" You can tell he's looking at the board, like, "What is going on right now?" Like, you just keep running around, it's like, "Yeah, like I'm not actually going to fight you ever." Well, that's not my goal <laughs> like, at all. Um, so I just grab scroll safely with Bill. I the center. Uh, sorry, I use my long move. I think Sam grabbed one of the scrolls and came back. Bill grabbed the side safely, and they just evacuated to one side. Uh, one corner and I kept, I realized I kept doing this uh, to my, to, which worked is that whenever I had two extracts, they almost always fell back to the same corner or the same point, And Luke just ran there and Luke's job, which is the bodyguard and take a punch for one of them and die gloriously. Like he usually does. <laughs> oh, Luke. Yeah. Uh, but Hey, he got he, uh, hired for it. Right. Yeah. Um, so and what that presents is that when I have both my extracts and Luke there and I'm staying on a point and I know it's three, three uh, VPs a turn is if they want to break that egg, they need to come into that. And I usually get Luke or something happening there. If someone gets days, I still have mission objective. So I can just toss it back over to Luke if someone actually just dies in the worst case scenario. Yeah. Uh, so and that's part of the 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 onion right is like okay either i live and luke dies either i die and i pass it to luke and then i get to leadership luke backwards right because it's when you when you would be where you would drop it flips over and then after the tax resolved is when the leadership triggers so it's like cool goodbye luke like just walk away with the token and you know, <laughs> say goodbye to sam's corpse or whatever right 
Uh, and I was like, okay, like, this is kind of working out. And then the other side of the board would almost always be Voodoo and whatever other like um, models I had. Because Voodoo is great at defending a single point by himself. Because whatever you send into him, unless it KOs him, he's going to, okay, I'm just going to throw you away or I'm just going to double attack and um, Brother Daniel, you know, depending on like what's yeah. going on. And Voodoo with a ton of power is just annoying to deal with. I imagine you frustrated your opponents more than a little. Yeah. Yeah, I think most of my opponents were looking at, like, expecting me to kind of come in and do stuff. And I was like, nope. I pre- I The first round, uh, I, I counted this. First, uh, sorry, first round of the tournament, I made three attacks. This game, I think I made four attacks. Uh, then I make three attacks. I think, no, I made, I was forced to make six attacks in round three. And then I think I make three attacks in round four. And like, that's it the entire tournament. I think I made less than 20 <laughs> attacks the whole event. I mean, that's, that's a certainly, that's a way you can play. Yep. Uh, and it's mostly just about, and that was like the lesson really from Steve and everything is that like, when you make attacks, they either need to mean nothing to you. So it's like not a big deal. They flub or you have to just go all in and do the spenders and get as many dice as possible to try to even out the dice curve. Yeah. Um, and like just de- depending on five dice and four dice attacks is just never gonna you know help you out if you're like relying on them to win you the game um, because there's time like there was a game where I had Sam do like four or five shield tosses and never did a single point of damage uh, through blocks or just flubbing rolls and everything I was like man you're gonna talk about Sam being amazing when you flub dice nothing happens yeah there's certainly just times when you're rolling four dice attacks like you're just not gonna get anything out of it yeah it just makes you sad um so I won that 16-15, and that was bad. The way that, ga- way that game ended up is that all my points start vacating to a corner, right? Because I'm counting points. I'm like, okay, I'm going to win this round. And here's a lesson here. I've uh, started abandoning the idea of abandoning points, which I know sounds weird to say it like that. But what I mean is I don't run away from secures unless it's the turn I think I'm going to win the game. And because I noticed a lot of people like watching TTS games and stuff, like people will start abandoning points or they'll start walking away. Like, oh, I have like three secures. I'll walk off uh, three extracts. I'll walk off secures. It's like, no, they can catch up to you very quick if they get all the secures, <laughs> even if they're yeah, down no, no, on extracts. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, oh, well, I'll just play it safe. I'll just defend this one. I was like, if you're defending just one point, that means they concentrate all of their forces on you and your other models that ran away can't help contribute. Like, they can't do anything for you. Yeah, it can also mean like if you end up with that one more round because you're one point shy, they totally are just ganging up on all of your dudes. Yeah, which makes you super sad. Um, so it's the last round, or what I believe to be the last round of the uh, scoring because I, I, I counted up like, okay, I should win this game. So that's where I start backing up my points in the corner. And he got, I don't remember if it was Rhino or if it was uh, Green Goblin that came in and like, was tossing bombs at people. And what happened is I had moved Sam and Jess into the corner of the holding points. And I moved Voodoo like a triangle in front of them. Right. And so that way they couldn't be pulled. Oh, uh, they couldn't be pulled out. Like he had, um, um, he had a thrower in his list, like a yanker. Um, I'm trying to remember who even it was, but my, uh, the point is that he could pull a model out and start attacking another model. So what ended up happening is that he pulls Voodoo out kill sam right but by killing sam voodoo then gets the leadership over pick up the extract sam was holding and then double walk to the point to score the last point you have to win the game Ooh, 
clutch. Yeah, and, and that's why I kept them all together in like a bubble because like, okay, no matter what happens here, if he kills Voodoo, who cares? I win anyway, right? If he kills Sam, Voodoo probably still gets back in and grabs this. If nothing happens, then we should still win and go from there. So it comes down to what is the least bad thing that could possibly happen to me? Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, I mean, out of care. So he did not end up playing Doc Ock, so there was no, like, well-laid oh, plans or anything? he did well-laid plans, and I got back from that. Oh, like, he shit. well-laid plans. Yeah, I crawled back from well-laid plans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that card just, like, that can mess up your day. Uh, because we're playing scrolls, and I think I drew, I had, I had stolen the third scroll, and then he well laid plans. I was like, hmm, so just saw that coming. Oh, I remember what it was. Um, he had what's the duck, uh, the green goblin card, the um, the explosive stuff we put on extract, uh, sinister traps. He sinister traps the right scroll, my right scroll, and so I grabbed the center one with Sam, he grabs the other one. Uh, oh, sorry, I grabbed the one with Bill. He grabs my center. I go, hmm, I don't want to dive his, so I stay back. So he goes up one. So what ends up happening is that I wait a while to grab that right scroll to where he kind of walked away so that even if I take damage, I'm not going to explode. Because I remember if I take damage, I'm going to be walked towards him, right? And that's like the the real problem with that card is that like walking up taking damage isn't so bad. It's the then being moved short afterward that's the problem. You get pushed somewhere and it's even worse. And it's like, oh no. And so I had to wait to a situation where he wasn't going to be just be able to go all in on me. Um, and that's why I started evacuating. And then, because when I picked it up, I had all three then, because I'd stolen one off of him with Jess. And that's when he, well, they planned me and I dropped them. And I'm like, oh, this is bad. Uh, <laughs> I got lucky in the voodoo being able to make someone drop. And I think one of them I was e- e- able to easily pick up. Um, and just sort of recover from there. And that's why I started running away. Because so I was like, okay, he's going to rhino me. He's going to do all this stuff. And uh, the one thing I also noticed in these games is that if you're facing a rhino, you pretty much should always take mission objective. Because that oh, card yeah. has mission saved objective, me. Mission objective, yeah. Messing up rhino so hard. Yeah, it saved me so many times at this event where a rhino or someone would come in like, ah, I'm going to make you drop a token. I was like, no, you're not. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> like, yeah, we're no, we're not just going to give that to our buddy. Yeah. And we're going to be friends. We're going to walk away and high five each other in the background. You're, you're sometimes not a super nice person, Danny. Uh, I am the nicest mean person you've ever met. <laughs> if I already, if I didn't have a name for the episode, it would be, it would be the nicest mean person. Uh, so what? that's round two. And it was super close. It was 16, 15 right at the end. So like it really came down to that, those last two attacks and the voodoo grabbing and walking over. Um, because if things had gone a little differently, replaced a little differently, like it would have been 15, 15, cause I would be able to grab the last point. And then we went to another round and I think I still had a chance for another round, but then the dice are dice, right? So I could have got blown out or one shot or something. Yeah. Just didn't, you know, you, you never know not, with those final yeah. rounds, like, you know, things can go real bad. Um, so that was round two. And then round three, which I think is honestly my hardest matchup and a very good opponent. I was playing Hell Cannon. Um, he was playing webs, obviously. Uh, we played Road Prio. I won Prio again. And in this situation, I our secures and extracts were pretty similar to each other. So I just chose my secures and got extremis. He had scrolls, which was fine uh, for both of us. But having Prio, I just if grabbed the center of Bill. So... 
we I safe grab a center, go back to my point. I think I grabbed the left one with Sam, grew up back to a point, and then I grabbed the right one probably with Voodoo, just to be safe. And then I'm going towards the right. And he's in a situation where webs have to come into me, which is like the thing that saved me was getting prio and having a safe extract grab. Because if I had to go into him and he had a safe grab, it would have been very bad for me. (laughs) (laughs) Because I I don't really want to be chasing him around. Uh, Really, webs likes to win priority. Uh, Such new, new content for OP. Yeah. Um, His list was actually very scary for me because he was playing Rhino, Miles, Gwen, um, his Jess, and Black Cat. He had three, four steals, right? Between Black Cat, Rhino, Jess, and Miles. He had four different ways to drop extracts, and I have two, right? So I'm like, (laughs) ooh. Uh, That's why I started just getting all of my extracts towards each other and, and bubbling up because. I know he's going to have to come into me and I need as many dice as possible to deal with whatever's going to happen here. Um, I basically never, I did something you talked about a while ago is that I only ever try to defend two extremist points. I'd even bother going for hit home or going for my left. I was like, I'm going to defend this half of the board. And I know you, cause it's secure. I know you have to stand on those two back points, which means you only have, four models that can come into me versus my five. So I have better odds of hurting you than you do of me. Yep. It's uh, it's, it's one thing like, especially like, you know, I I think it's a thing that people forget about when you have a bunch of really fast characters, like when you have the ability to do that kind of pivot where you're like, you look like you're going to threaten both sides. And then you're just like, Nope, fuck it. Like, (laughs) and then suddenly they have like two characters that are kind of over there. And you're like, huh, now I'm like way over committed to this side. Yeah. Um, his Miles starts diving me super hard and his Rhino starts coming into me. And he takes the three secures because I, I see his Jessa Black Cat on my right side. His Rhino is my left side. Gwen gets extract is on his home and then Miles is coming into me. I'm like, okay, well, clearly Miles, Black Cat, and Jess want to steal something, right? And the Rhino's going to come clean up crew or whatever. So I stay back so that... I'm out of Black Cat's double walk grab range and I'm yeah. outside of Jess's walk spit range. I'm like, okay, so he's got to move twice or, or it's, it's going to take him another round to get into position to actually do this. And really I see these models. I'm like, of all these models, the most dangerous one is actually Miles. And the reason why it's Miles is mostly because went on all webbed up with his swing and his venom. Like he can put out a lot of damage and getting rid of the leadership is very good. And so uh, Miles starts coming in a little bit. And so I just have Voodoo go in and just try to annihilate him. And Voodoo just like pops off and kills Miles. Uh, I wasn't even like Damn. expecting that. I was like, oh, like I'll just do two, I'll do Voodoo attack. I'll throw like a hammer at him or something. I'll, I'll do more attacks. Like, nope, uh, Miles just dies. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, that's a thing that happens. Uh, I think I like spray, uh, uh, bildered him and then I threw something at him. He just like, fell over and i was like oh gone yeah, yeah. i was like yeah, i'll take it that right, happens whatever. with the three threats as you know from the blast event yeah. sometimes a three threat will just fold like you Stop. just whiff one attack and it's just like it's over uh the flip side to this is that i now know that miles is flipped right and that when miles wakes up next round he's gonna want to all webbed up and go all in and do a bunch of attacks and stuff um oh, no. but i i know that's coming right because i haven't played webs right like i was okay i know this is gonna come i know it's gonna happen but the thing is if Miles wants to come in to grab an extract, Miles can't also run away from where he's standing, right? Because he's like, like 
center of the board, but a little towards my side. Uh, center line, okay. but a little towards my side. So he needs to swing in. He needs to spit, grab, and then the best he can do is walk medium away because you already made an attack. So he's like, okay, what? Well, like, I know you 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 basically have to commit, right? If you're going to do it. So he he comes in, he all webs up, he like punches Voodoo. I, oh, he spenders Voodoo to drop the token, picks up, and then kicks Voodoo, and I think he daces him. I'm like, oh, that's bad. Um, <laughs> but because of that, I of all people, I uh, use a leadership on Sam to get rid of the slow, right? Which comes okay. into the play later, and. <clears throat> So he does this, he, start, he starts ignoring Sam, right? Is what starts happening through his attacks. Cause like this bill, you know, there's Luke, I'm like bodyguarding stuff or not, I'm taunting stuff around and he starts stealing and everything. I'm like, this is fine. Like whatever. I don't really care because I know he needs to still be playing the extract game, right? So his Rhino comes in, steals an extract and then starts running away. I'm like, cool. I'm actually going to ignore Rhino and not chase him because Rhino has to go back to his uh, side extremis to be scoring that point. So I know Rhino's going to run away. So instead of chasing him, I instead shift all of my forces to try to kill Black Cat and Jess because Gwen's like in the background, not doing anything. And he's up on points at this point. I think he's up by like one or two. And I'm like, okay, this is fine or whatever. Um, Because now that Sam's no longer all webbed up, he just like double walks over to my side E to my extremis and starts scoring that one and like throws a shield and like manages to daze someone by accident. I was like, Oh, I didn't expect that at all. <laughs> uh, so that he commits and Gwen, right. Who's holding an extract to like pull someone off and, and do some damage. I'm like, okay, that was a bad idea because Voodoo just walks up and uh, who's slowed, right. He's still slow, but he was like towards the center of the board. He just walks up, Brother Daniel's Gwen picks up a token and then walks again and is like just barely out of the, but he's hiding behind like a terrain piece now, right? Cause he flies over it. And now he's in a situation where he's just can't go backwards to actually get it off voodoo. And Sam is standing on the point, right? So his Gwen, this next round can't do anything. And so I'm like, cool. You now gave up your back home point, right? For Gwen to come up to do that. She didn't go backwards. She wanted to come in and do a bunch of stuff and start attacking. I'm like, okay, the lesson I have from playing Gwen is that you never want to be a situation where Gwen is attacking because it always, always means something bad has happened. Oh, poor Gwen. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure I agree with that statement, but I, I, I respect the decision point. Yeah. So at that point, I just video do this. Bill just starts tossing people off points. And then I just daze everyone around me to score it out. And his rhino is like poor on the side and like he just, he knows he can't leave that point because I have voodoo standing there. I'm like, the moment you come back in, I'm just going to voodoo him. Like, it's just like, what else is going to happen here? And then Miles dies that round. And so he's leading leadership and he's like, cool. I'm like, cool. You're down a model. I can just voodoo whoever I want and the game is just going to end. Uh, which is, you know, always hard when that happens and like my free moves and everything, like, it was just hard for him to concentrate damage between Luke and the Sam leadership stuff happening because he couldn't go into me very hard either. Yeah. Just, just too much. Yeah. Uh, one thing he did that was very smart is that he attacked Luke at one point and poisoned him like way earlier in the game. And I should have leadershiped Luke at some point to get rid of poison. Cause I should have known better why he did that. Cause later I mission objective, one of the tokens over to Luke, and then Jess just spenders and moves Luke, it makes him drop, moves Luke out of the way, grabs it so that Luke can't taunt anyone else. I'm like, oh, 
Oh. Yep. Just remembered why you don't want poison on my characters. That is very bad. Yeah. You're like, oh, she does. Like, that's the thing. People were talking about how it's like she doesn't have displacement. And there's always a fine line between He's like, yeah. doesn't have, like, convenient displacement and doesn't have any displacement. Yeah. Uh, and poison's annoying, especially for Luke, right? Because you want him getting power so he can do his abilities. When he's getting zero power turn, like, that's bad. <laughs> like, real bad. After he was right, gets triggered. Yeah, it, it's, it stunts him pretty bad. And especially with, like, invulnerability and stuff, right? It's really easy to, like, take a hit and, like, end up with one damage for one power. And it, it just, it, he, he has great math when he's not poisoned. And you're surprised how bad poison can make it. Yeah. Um, so I won that game 17, 15. Um, I don't think it could have gone another round. I think I would just kill, ended up killing Black Cat and Jess at that point. Because um, Voodoo was just going to, you know, shake his stick and kill him. Uh, and he had nothing to really do against Bill. Like, he couldn't even hurt Bill, really. Uh, oh, Bill had... That was not the heroic Bill save. But Bill did save, like, four in that round. Like, four in a damage reduction for five. And, I, like, just no soul the Miles attack. And I was like, yeah, sorry, bud. <laughs> just just tanks that shit. Yeah. Nice, uh, nice. Round Bill the hero. The hero yeah, horse. So three Washingtonians. And then, of all people, one of my favorite characters I've ever met, and I met him at LVO, uh, is Carl. Carl, 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 yeah. Uh, so Carl came up from Cali. Carl, Carl, yeah. Uh, came up from Cali, wanted to play in our event and stuff. He mentioned it a while ago, and I totally forgot about it. When he came in, I was like, "Oh, Carl!" I was like, "How's it going, bud?" Um, so we made it to the end. So we're playing against each other, and uh, again, one Priya. Um, he is playing um, Colonel Syndicate, so he's playing Kingpin, which is still like a, a toughish matchup. Uh, it's playable. But it is tougher just because he's bodying me out and he's a yeah. lot of just tough characters. And so like, I have to be a little very careful about where my attacks are going because I can't spread out damage at all. Yeah. Uh, he plays a very interesting list. We end up playing at 17, uh, which is his choice, right? But we get scrolls infinity. So we're just, it's 17 or 20, he chooses 17. Um, and I think I chose my secures because i think he had like mayor fisk and i was like there's no way in the world i'm playing mayor fisk uh, i was like <laughs> yeah, this is not that. happening <laughs> um but he ends up playing uh kingpin i think rhino and killmonger and black cat and i forget what his other model was but um wait 12 yeah he should have another two maybe it was bullseye it was his last point it was his last two points and this game is so tight because we both have very similar game plans in the sense that we're just trying to steal points from each other and not really fight. I again do my turtle up thing with Bill and Luke, and I want to say Voodoo. Yeah, Bill, Luke, and Voodoo are on my back left, and he very rightly chores the board edge that didn't have the Quinjet on it. So this Quinjet is like really blocking me up and where I can place models. And so it forces me to position models on the front half of my extract, uh, my secure, because we're playing Infinity, to where okay. he can start attacking into me. And I'm like, oh, like he chose very well here. There's nothing I can do about this. Um, his kill monk, it's, it's round one. Round two, he's round comes into me, tries to steal. Um, it, he makes me drop but I don't have the power to mission objective, but he also doesn't have the power to pick up because he attacked Bill and Bill no sold his attack. So he didn't gain the one power he needed to actually pick up. He's like, well, I'll make you drop anyway. And I was like, that's fair. <laughs> right. Um, and so he ends up slightly up on points early. 
I'm like panicking, right? Because you never want Kingpin to be up on points. And the thing that saves yeah, me this a bad place to start. Yeah. Uh, what saves me of all things is actually Iron Man in this game. Um, we actually played 20. Sorry, we did play 17. I send my Iron Man who hears out this game, like shoots Kingpin round two and does like three or four damage. And Kerr reminds me that uh, Iron Man's push is non-optional, which I totally forgot about. So I push Kingpin away. I'm like, oh, I can't follow this up. So I'm forced to Avengers assemble Iron Man up into a um, threat aid I shot and then daze Kingpin from two shots. <laughs> and at that point, I'm like, ah, oh, thank you. Thank you. You're looking out for me, bud. You're looking out for me. <laughs> so then I just run a model up to his uh, infinity. And so now he's a situation where there's like Iron Man. And I don't remember who the other model was, um, are sitting there on those two points and all the extras on their side. So I'm like, okay, I have these two secures. And what happens is, oh, I know what happened. Sam evacuated my left side to my right side so that my two models could push up into him. So okay. now I have three secures <clears throat> and two extracts. So I'm scoring five around, right? And he's scoring three because he has one secure and he has two extracts. So like he's on his back foot. He's losing on points right now. And what he does is the most glorious activation, which is uh, he starts the next round to all according to plan. Uh, and I'm like, oh, this is bad, <laughs> right? He starts <laughs> us off. Uh, Killmonger goes in with Usurp and another card. Uh, is it Cruel Tutelage? For yeah, bonus cr- dice? Yeah. yeah, yeah, for bonus dice. That's what it is. I never remember these, King- these Colonel Syndicate cards. But it's like this huge attack into Voodoo, right? He's like, all right, I'm going to go all in. Huge attack does three damage. Nope. And Voodoo's like barely alive. I'm like... Okay, that could have been scary. Oh, no, no, sorry. He goes into Bill, right? And he is like eight hits. And this is the hero save from Bill. Bill naturally blocks five and reduces one, six. He does three, he pushes three damage through, and he's like, uh oh. And I was like, Bill, you are my hero. I'm never <laughs> leaving home without you ever again. Blocking five naturally is one insane, but damage reduced six is just like, ah, my dude. <laughs> like, I can't ask for more. <laughs> That, yeah, that's hero territory for sure. Yeah, and then he attacks again and builds alive on one, right? Like barely alive, but alive, right? On one, and is and he needed that to happen because he wanted the usurp to go off. He want like he would I would have dropped yeah, the extract. Want, like it would have been very bad. For me. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like a big big uh, big you know compiling uh, problem for you. Yeah. So because Bill's a hero and lives through all of that. Right, I then just immediately evacuate with Voodoo. I'm just like I'm out of here. I'm just gonna brother Daniel, and I'm just gonna completely just run away. And I run to the other side of the Quinjet, like I fly over it. And he doesn't have flying models, right? He has like Rhino and he has Killmonger, like Bullseye, whatever. So I'm on the other side (laughs) with the stupid Quinjet, and he cannot get to me. Right? There's just no possible way for him to get over to me and actually attack me. And I'm like, oh. I'm just going to keep brother Daniel on you for the rest of the, like, I have no reason to not, I'm just going to keep running away from you and make it harder and harder for you to actually affect the board. And so the game ends up scoring 17, 14, because at that point I just completely evacuate that side of the board. Cause I know Kingpin's already flipped. Right. And yeah. I, in the back of my pocket, I still have Helios, right? So if Kingpin comes in, I can just Helios Kingpin. 
and just end him and then score the two points on the right. I remember instead that Iron Man is still healthy and instead just walk onto his point and score it that way instead of being gambly with Helios. But there was still the back pocket Helios if something really went terribly. I needed to evacuate or do something. And that's why I love Helios is that sort of like in your pocket, if things go wrong, just shoot a laser, see what happens. Well, and it's one of those things where you're like, oh, is it that good if you don't play it? I am 100% sure that Carl made decisions around the Helios. Yeah. And he didn't send too many characters over. He's kind of backing up. He's like, you, because Helios is range five, walking medium and a range five with Avengers Assemble is a lot of range. Like, you can get really far with that gun. It's basically so you, everywhere. Um, so that, like, skid of my teeth and really on Bill's back is how I won that one. Uh, but to everyone's who's ever played in a tournament or won anything uh luck is 100 percent a part of it yeah you yeah like it just is yeah you've got it you're like i still remember like there was a war machine event where round two but i was i played two games in a row against roommates like people i was rooming with and the round two i'm like i don't know how i fucking got through it i was rolling like shit and then the third round game I just fucking diced the dude. It was like my dice totally swung back the other way. And I like, you know, you're trying to explain him like my dice were shit the last game, but he's like, I don't care about the last game. I care about what you're doing to me now. You care about the past. That's silly. Yeah. Um, but all right. Well, you, you came out on top of it. I mean, that's, that's some tough opponents. You had tough games from the get go. Carl's a great opponent. Um, Hell Cannon, like he's basically top four in everything in the Pacific Northwest. Yes. He, that dude's a beast. Yeah. Like he was, uh, he was in the finals of, uh, the Bellevue qualifier last year. He was, um, uh, he was semifinals. Uh, this time around, I think he was semis or top two um, at the Zulus one. Like, dude's just really, really good. And he's just been good, good at minis games for a long time. And he pra- he plays Web Warriors. He's he's kind of a farmer kind of guy. Like, he just plays Web Warriors all the time. He's just really fucking good with them. Yeah. Um, and that's what Webs are. Like, it, he's doing the all steel plan or, or running around stuff, which is what I, I really like about Webs, that they have a lot of ways to, like, come back even when they're technically down. Um, and they're just so fast. Like I said, like if he'd won prio, that game would have went differently because I would have to be an aggressor, which is not what I want to be. Yeah. That's just, uh, doesn't, doesn't put you in a good spot. For sure. Uh, so thanks to all my opponents had great games, you know, hung out with everyone afterward and and talked about stuff. So, you know, hopefully we'd see each other again soon. You say that now, if you, if, you know, if you lost, you'd be like, fuck those games. No, I'm kidding. You're a good dude, Danny. Yeah. But I won't. That's my MO. Um, all right, well, man, I, I said it at the beginning, but congratulations. You, you know, you have been, you know, you, I respect the fact that you, you make these affiliation swaps and then you stick to them in yeah. like kind of until it works for you. Um, I, I always, I would say just like to, to, for other people and learning stuff, like I wasn't doing well with Avengers for a while. Like I didn't do well at the, uh, Bellevue one. Um, like I did Okay. And it started sprawling down for me. And I didn't do well at the Lacey one, at Paradox. And I was I sat down. I really thought about my games. really went through it. And I was like, I think it's Steve. Like, I really think it is. And it's sort of like, instead of just giving up, going back to what I was comfortable with, it's like, no, like, let's just keep 
grinding our nose for a minute and like really understand the why we're losing and not just sort of giving up and going back to what's safe. And so forcing myself to play like differently than I am playing. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a smart play. Like there, I think anyone who plays minis games long enough realizes that there can absolutely be things where, you know, um, just like the kind of the whole community says that X is good and X is really scary. And like, and then you're just like, why, why is this not working for me? Everybody says this is good. And, but for one reason or another, maybe it's not good in the meta. Maybe it's not good in your style. Maybe it's not good in your list. And you can drop a thing that people say is really good. And then, um, and then it just works for what you need. And especially in a, in a given situation. Yeah. Um, um, and it's just putting yourself out of your comfort zone is always good. Cause like, I, I like playing bad boys. I like being the aggressor. I like being proactive a lot of the time. Um, reactive is hard for me because I, I just want to roll dice and see what happens. Right. But yeah. And playing these other as of list, it forces me to sort of see things from other people's points of view and go, okay, what's the worst possible thing that could happen to me right now? Right. And how do I try to mitigate that? Or how do I try to just find a way that if I know this is going to happen, and I can't change this situation or this, uh, this event, what's something else I can do to make it equally bad for them? And put them in a situation where they're like, okay, well, I can attack this person or Jess is going to steal this point for me. It's like, what do you do? Do you ignore Jess? Like, that's great for me. Yeah. You've got a, you've got a lot of characters that just cannot, cannot be ignored. Yeah. And so I think, the this at least the same I'm playing is just putting people in situations where there's no good option for them and then they daze something and people start moving around and it's like oh it's getting worse I'm like yeah it's just gonna keep getting worse until everyone dies yeah well so you you finally you've got a big win with Avengers <laughs> is this a thing that you have you kind of decided like how long is your Avengers run gonna be uh, I took that break for a while after midnight suns just to do summary stuff and do camping and everything so technically the clock starts actually in july and it's august september and i usually would stop about end of september but wtc and everything so it seems silly to play something for three months and then stop and try something new just before a really big event so i'll probably yeah. end up playing sam all the way through uh wtc and then finally oh finally get around to x-men Ooh, you have you decided that X Men is going to be the next thing? Round out the year, yeah. Okay, I like it. I respect. Um, I'm honestly, I'm kind of excited to see what you do with X Men. But um, yeah. all right, man. Well, uh, we still got a bonus episode to do. We were right about at the hour mark, so it seems like as good a time as any. Um, do you want the honors of closing out the episode? Ooh, I will. I will. I will. All right, you got this. All right, uh, most OP thing you can do is play games outside of your comfort zone. Facts. Later, nerds. <laughs>